fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Habner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pyle Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 8 post-game tailgate show, the fantasy recap show that comes right after Red Bulls off the air. Usually, that hasn't happened yet. We still got a lot of actually hot action going on. <laughs> kind of peering around the corner so we can see our TVs. This is the Fantasy Fullback Dive. I, of course, am your host, The Truth. With me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. It's been an up-and-down emotional day for me, and I can tell you're in the same boat. How you doing? Absolutely. Just as you said, up and down battles, uh, big implications tonight and in Monday Night Football. Just one of those days where it's a clawing and scratching ugly ass, you know, whether it ends up good or bad. You know, your gross picks have hit. Your great picks have been duds and it's just greasy, gross, slimy. Those types of fantasy weeks are the best. So I'm I'm thrilled, man. How are you doing? Uh, The day started really, really, really badly. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. I mean, it was a situation where, I mean, I've been decimated by injuries all week and, and buys and stuff. I've been telling you, I've been asking you, hey, who should I start between so-and-so? And none of the options are really good. Yeah. I ended up, I was down like 90 to 25. Um, I was going against Dalvin Cook and Ooh. Tyreek Hill, like both in the early game, and they just destroyed me. That's and, you know, so I've been crawling back. I mean, I was down to a 96% chance of losing, according to the projections on ESPN. And then I had some workmanlike efforts from Allen Robinson, who is actually still playing right now. I need him to end. I'm facing his ass. I need, no, that to- I, I, I need him to keep piling him on. There's, there's a slight, like, Jimmy Graham problem Get for me on the other side. Out. I'm done and with that. Then I got <laughs> Justin Jackson, who I'm happy I, I picked up. He's done well. He's got 16 Got sixteen points. Uh, he's a good receiver, there. 89 Josh yards. Kelly with three. Fucking yeah. loser. Bomb. Yeah. And then, of course, loser. topping it off for me, I got DK Metcalf, who – you know, is definitely packing like a 20 incher in there. Oh so. my God. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been wild. Like right now, right now I got, I got Dallas Goddard and I got your boy Jalen Rieger playing uh, Me Sunday too. night. All right. Both We're actually boys. in it together for one Let's of the first go. times ever. Right now I'm up 130 to 102. Uh, I'm projected to lose 150 to 149. The You're guy, right in it, man. The guy's got, the guy's got Tom, Ronald Jones, and Mike Evans going tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm facing Tommy B and myself, too. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Right. We're, you we're and me are aligned. So, anyway, that, that's just a long way for me to say it's been pretty crazy. This is why we started doing this show right up the yeah. right front. I'm really amped up. I feel like I've had a bunch of coffee. In fact, I've just had some beer, and I'm going to have yeah. another from the Amherst Brewing Company, Juliet IPA. It's really, really good. Nice. Let's I'm get into it. What are you drinking? A little bit of mead. A little bit of mead today. It's the, the drink of the gods. Straight from the bottom. Oh, yeah. That's Delicious shit. Um, those you in in, yeah. If you don't mind, I see a, a thumbs up coming in. And wherever you are, if you're on YouTube, you're on Facebook, hitting that thumbs up helps us get out to more people, gets us discovered. Share it. We're, we're going to try to get as much to the mailbag. We'll get as, all your comments as always. Um, but ultimately, we want to make it a little more interactive in between segments and whatnot. So come on in, send in your comments, give us those thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for uh, winding down the Fantasy Sunday. Let's see how these games end, too. Thrilling yeah, we'll, stuff right here. We'll tell you. I mean, obviously, you're probably watching the game and us. I don't happen to have a TV where I can see. 
Yeah, let us know. On the corner, I can do it right. Sure, give us any updates. I see right now uh, there's two minutes of elapsed in overtime, and the Bears do not have the ball. Anyway, let's get right into studs of the week. There's some guys that put up some serious studly performances, and let's start with a guy who's no stranger to the stud nomination pool, and that's Pat or Patrick, as his mom would rather you called him Wolf, Mahomes. We're never going to get him on the show if you keep calling him Pat. 416 yards through the air, five passing touchdowns, Against the Jets, sure. Even so, just a massive, massive fantasy day. And it was just a middle finger to anybody in the run game uh, investing pool. Oh, just God. because they were up the whole game. Wasn't a, wasn't a contest, but for whatever reason, they just said, let's get Mahomes one of his classic days. And it, it t- turned out to be the case. He was one of my – I was a little bit lower on Mahomes because I was like, yeah, they're going to blow him out and they're not going to need to ride it. The Jets somehow kept it enough in distance, enough like there that they could get in the game. Really, never were in the game. But no, enough of them have to keep unloading. Dude was a monster. Dude was straight up monster if you faced him today. Yeah. Uh, so sorry if you didn't. If you had him, great job. Certainly a worthy stud nominee. Oh, absolutely. Next, next up for studs, nominee number two. I faced this guy, so I've uh, felt his studliness firsthand. Dalvin Cook, 163 yards on the ground, four total touchdowns. I think one came in the air, three came on the ground. Uh, in my league, he scored 50 points. So, yeah. Monster effort. Yep. And I had him in all my DraftKings lineups. He was uh, my start of the week. I said, you know, where everybody's going, Kamara, who obviously did solid, and Derrick Henry, who had a good day too. But I said, you know, fade those guys, go to Dalvin Cook. He was only about 13% owned. And I haven't checked. I, I hope I'm still doing well. I, I entered the four o'clocks doing check well. Check at the end of the show. Like we did I, I'll check time. it at the end. We'll, we'll look together. We'll see. I don't right. think it's going to be anything crazy, but I had them. I had my MED. So, so you never know. Decent day. All right, nominee number three. This guy, I mean, I'm being honest. He's probably not in the same conversation as the first two guys, but he had an amazing game. Seven catches for 53 yards for Devontae Adams. Three touchdowns, not too shabby. Good for 30 fantasy points in my league. Like I said, I like the first two guys for stud of the week over him, but you can't really ignore a line like this. No, especially in the weather conditions. Like, there's nothing that can stop these two, Aaron Rodgers and him. It's just automatic every single week. Belongs top five on any respectable rest of season big board, maybe even top three, to be honest, at this point, certainly PPR wise. And, you know, we're just going to say nominee number four. And I know I can't be objective on this guy. In some ways, I feel like this should be the guy just because of just whipping it out the way he does. DK Metcalf, 12 catches for 161, I believe was his final line and two touchdowns the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, or by the end of the game. I think his final stat line, 12 for 161, two touchdowns. Uh, it was good for 41 fantasy points in my league. And um, I was riding this guy for a long time, basically. Oh, yeah. And and I mean, and these were just like man receptions where they're just throwing in one of his touchdowns. They just like threw it right into, you know, right. I mean, he was completely covered and he just ripped it down and was like, yeah, forget it. You can't have this. And they, they give him all this space on the side because he's just so fast. He beat him over the top for his first touchdown. Then they just start sagging off him and he's like, fine, I'll just beat you for like 14 yards of play every time. There's yeah. no way they could stop it. What do you do facing Seattle? And I know Seattle made this game close and they managed to blow the game last week against Arizona. What do you do when you got someone like Tyler Lockett going for 203 scores one week and then the next week Metcalf doing something like this? There's no stopping him. I mean, the way Russell can just put the ball literally anywhere into any window, uh, you know, even if you got a decent pass rush, so escapable, there's no stopping it. There, there's truly, that's why this is the ultimate fantasy matchup is they're going to always put up 30 something points and their defense blows on the other end. So, you know, your, your team, whoever's on the opposing side is going to put up some points too. It, it's just a delight every single week 
uh, to have them and to to, to go against them too. It's is there joke galore? Is there anybody more fun to watch than DK Metcalf in the NFL? No, he's just a different breed. He doesn't look human. It, it's seriously. It's a, what, remember Cliff Kingsbury? What do you call him? Like a young stallion galloping on the field? Like that's what it is. Literally, he's a, he's, he's a side down. He's so awesome. Anyway, so um, who who do you got? Who are you give instead of the week two? Those are those are four worthy Dalvin, candidates. You know, people worried about the injuries. Is he going to get a full workload? Is he back to one hundred percent? He's now in contention for number one overall rest of the year. He's the guy that we said would threaten for MVP. This is why 50 point days like this more involved in the receiving game. To me, it's Dalvin cook uh, in a week where it's hard to find good running backs. He, he just was far and sh- head and shoulders way above everybody else. In my opinion. All right. I can't argue with you, even though I love DK so much. I think Dalvin cook is probably the guy also, because like I said, I went against him. So I, I felt the power of his wrath. Yes. I'll have to get lucky to come out on top of this one. Let's move on to dud of the week. Dalvin Cook, a worthy recipient of the stud of the week award. The eggplant that was perched on my head has become a pile of shit. Nominee number one, CEH, Claude Edwards, Hilaire, six rushes for 21 yards, three catches for 10 yards. This made even more of a big deal. The Wolf alluded to this earlier uh, because of the the nature yeah, of the well, game. Keep going, keep going. I mean, it was a blowout. I want to say the final score was like, what, 35 to nine Kansas city over the jets. You think that a score like that would lend itself to a lot of running. And in fact, it did not. It just lent itself to Pat Mahomes showing off basically. Uh, yeah. CH not getting much. You think, Oh, CH H didn't get much. Le'Veon Bell probably got a bunch of burn and had a big game. No, that didn't happen either. Just the Mahomes show. And, you know, who could have seen it coming? Every normal human would have scripted Alan this. Robinson with a catch, by the way. I know. That's why I sprinted in there. I had the big, big crowd <laughs> rumbling. It's fucking terrifying. Love the live. We got to get to a point where we're in an office doing this together where we can be watching TV together. I know. Just like, what what are we doing? Right. Exactly. We'll anyway, go, go ahead. Go Soon ahead. enough. But, yeah, I mean, it just – for everything you cited, it all led to like a big second half script-wise for Clyde, and it just never came. Uh, so disappointing. And he's not even the biggest disappointment, in my opinion, from the rookies. This is my, my second uh, nominee for it. We'll get there in a little bit. Let's okay, we'll talk. Two. Let's talk Kenny Galladay because, yeah, oh. this is oh you're going off my list largely that I put out. Kenny Galladay, zero catches, zero yards on four targets. And I wrote, what a disappointment this guy is. And that made it onto the banner, which I appreciate. What a disappointment this guy is, huh? Absolutely. I, mean, <laughs> I just copied and pasted exactly. No, what I'm, I'm flattered. Because there's no way to better put it, especially on a, a tough matchup where Stafford had his best passing day of the year. For Galladay to be invisible is inexcusable, embarrassing, uh, just disgusting, just absolutely disgusting. You would have figured at least Galladay had a big day today. Nope. Of all the people, it awful. Just what, what do you even rank him the rest of the season with these types of duds? In Wide his receiver, blood? 40. Uh, Disgusting Sorry. stuff. And I just want to also just highlight, too, as you can see strolling there on the bottom, if you have a nominee yourself or you could it could be one of the people we're nominating that just infuriate you, hit the wine line. RotoStreetJournal.com slash wine line is a recording button. It will just send it right to a uh, email. We make a compilation of it. Our man Joe Hopkins is going to take care of that or Maddie Hopkins, rather. Uh, nah. so, so check it out. Um, RotoStreetJournal.com slash wine line. Whoever pissed you off. Whether it's these guys, whether you have a new nominee, nominate them in the comments, but also send in a uh, definitely send in a complaint there. Uh, RoastyJoe.com slash Wineland. Make sure see, see if you get the wine of the week. 
another awful nominee number three i wrote a stock watch on this guy saying hey (laughs) hey look he's doing a good job you might want to check this guy out nelson aguilar uh, you know, and Jimmy Graham. Now, I'm, I'm a little sketched to put Jimmy Graham on this list because he is actually still playing. He has two receptions, 13 yards, but they do have okay. the ball. So, I mean, he catches a touchdown or something or even it another catch. Yeah, right. I mean, and that's Nelson Aguilar, on the other hand, zero uh, catches on, uh, you know, zero catches, zero yards. I believe he was targeted twice. So uh, ghost, good way to refer ghost. to him. Yes, right. absolutely ghost you. Waiver wire priority for many people. Um, I thank God benched him for Rager. So at, at minimum, I know Rager, even if he doesn't come out the way I think he's going to, and, and God damn, I think what if he comes out today. hot, I'll be so happy. He's going to, I'm so excited for tonight. It's going to be uh, wait, right. Jennifer Lopez waiting for tonight. Like I cannot wait to see what these guys are going to be texting back and forth a lot. Absolutely. we got a lot of the same horses going. This uh, Jonathan sucks. Taylor, nominee number four. Oh. Aguilar was easy. Zero for zero. Jonathan Taylor, 11 rushes for 22 <laughs> yards against the Lions. He came up with four points in PPR because he did have two catches for nine yards. And made all the worse because Jordan Wilkins had what? 20 carries. And yeah, performed outside. You know, uh, Naeem Hines had two touchdowns and, two and touchdown like, uh, yeah, everybody. You know, everybody except this guy. Right, exactly. Everybody except him. No, out of the bye week, maybe they finally realize what stallion they have. Shut the fuck! What a fucking loser! Oh my god, I I, I hate you guys. I hate the I hate everything about it. I'll give credit to Joe Hopkins, our Colts guy. He wrote about it. Said this nightmare. His backfield was going to be a nightmare. That was with Marlon Mack, but even still, you know, yep. we I thought our Stanley would be unleashed, and, and he <laughs> is not. So, yeah, bottom bottoms up towards Jonathan Taylor. Fuck. Bottoms up. Drink your mead, drink your IPA, or whatever else you happen to be drinking. Nominee number five, Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Um, God, I may have written a stock watch about Deontay Johnson, too. Uh, one for six yards. I'm, I, I can't swear to that, but I kind of think I did. Uh, Deontay Johnson, one catch for six yards on three targets. Eh. I mean, that is, that's a pretty sloppy game between the Ravens and the Steelers. Entertaining, but sloppy. Lots of going back and forth. And our boy uh, Chase Claypool, who laid an egg last week, actually scored the winning touchdown. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that was the double whammy is not only did Deontay disappear, Chase Claypool – we saw Roethlisberger getting a comfortable groove with him, and he just kept going back and back and back, uh, as he deservedly so. So this could be a you know who knows if it's a signal of the changing of the guards, and at least shows you it's not just automatically Deontay every week. It could be spread out, and it's just probably going to be a headache uh, for yeah. everybody involved. They got so, three yeah. really good receivers. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So again, if you have a nominee, hit our wine line. If it's one of those guys. Let them know it. If you have somebody else that we missed, hit the comments or just, again, shoot us the wine line. We'll mold that together and release that ideally tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious stuff when we get those going. Yep. Um, we are going to move on now to three up, yep. three down. Uh, actually, you know what? I say we go to the cut list. Well, the, the okay. anger is still flowing, right? All like, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm we, we hit I'm some angry. of the, the biggest duds, but also I would say Tyler Higby. See ya. I mean, no need to hold on to this guy anymore. <laughs> He's been gone for me for weeks. He's been the guy on the top of our waiver chart in my league for a while, like for tight ends. And I've been having tight end issues, and I've passed on him every single week. I just don't believe in him. So, yeah, I'm with you. Gone. Yeah. Get rid of him. If he's on your team, he shouldn't be. Exactly. Like, why, what is there to have faith for him, you know? I think all the Pats running backs, Burkhead, White, no dependable volume, even though they were down. It's the Damian Harris show. Like they're going to try to grind out ugly wins. And on that note, Cam Newton, see you later. Oh like, gosh, man. 
literally I, I think his career might be over. He's on my down list. I'm just like, I wonder if he's ever going to play football again. I actually it, felt really bad for him. Just atrocious. It. Just atrocious. Yeah. James. So James White, 35 yards on two catches. Useless. Rex Burkhead, six carries, 26 yards. Pathetic. Higby, as we mentioned, 14 yards. Cam, 174. He ran in for a touchdown, so he like remained in the top yeah, of 15, but like I don't know. I also hate Josh Kelly. I don't even know what he's at at this point. I think he has three points. Like You're talking about for the Chargers? Yes, exactly. Yeah, you, yeah. You said Justin Jackson, his role. He's the guy. Also this Jeffrey guy, Trumaine Pope. Yeah, got exactly. Pope averaged like eight yards a carry today. Whoever the hell that guy is, anybody but Kelly at this point, uh, he's done. So that's my cut list. Get rid of any of those guys. In addition, you know, if you guys have anybody like, yeah, I want to cut this guy, let us know. When we hit the mailbag again, we're going to hit all your nominations, all this stuff. I want to uh, throw to one into it. I want to throw one at you. Yeah. All right. So a guy that was like not tops on your cut list last week, who you were urging me to cut and who I was going to cut, but then didn't because I had so many injuries was McKinnon. Jerry, Jerry McKinnon. I didn't cut him because I was just in such dire straits. I was like, I got to keep this. I did not start him. I want yeah. you to, I want to just read you his, his log here. Negative one yards rushing for McKinnon. Yeah. Solid. He does have a rushing touchdown. <laughs> I believe. I think he scored from the one, so he must have been like negative two or something. Yeah, not hasty, of course. Yeah. 14 PPR points. What, what, the this. what do you do? I mean, I didn't start him, so I'm not like rubbing it in your face. What am I supposed to do with this guy? I him. I'm never yeah. touching him again. And I kind of can't cut him, right? No, I I don't want him. I, I would no, never not, do him. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? He's gone. I, I don't want him. He's a poison. He's a poison. He has a cancer. He's just going to mess with your head all fucking day. No yeah. doubt about it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm starting Rieger above him. I mean, you know, which, I mean, I would have loved to have had that 14 points in my lineup. If I get 14 from Rieger, I'm going to be thrilled. Yeah, I think I, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it for Rieger. He's, he's going crazy tonight. I got her. Dallas, Dallas against Dallas, Dallas named against after Dallas. the Cowboys. They they were an uh, avid avid Cowboys fans growing up. He was named after the team. He's about to spank. He's tonight. kind of a, he's um, kind of a plotter. He no, he's got some. He's got so yeah. Well, it sounds like it, but the dude can gallop. I like I like right. the, watching that man run. Man, I hope he does something. Oh yes. Oh right. yeah. Let's go to three up, three down now. On the cut list, we're angry. Let's go to three up. You got that next up on the agenda? Uh, we certainly do, but for whatever reason, the graphic is not right there. I thought I had them all in here. Hold on. You want me to throw some at you while you're while you're trying throw to throw some at me? Yeah. All three, right. Well, number one on the stud. List. All right. Number one on the up list is the same as number one on the stud list, I and mean, we're throwing Dalvin Cook in there because coming off an injury the way he was, you're always like, there's always a little question mark. You're never sure. Took that one extra week off. Remember that Alexander Madison buzz when we had to have Madison. He was gonna. He was the next big thing. He was good for at least one huge game, no question about it. Uh, Cook comes back to say he didn't miss a beat would be an understatement. I mean, this is his best game of the year, I would say, maybe one of the Absolutely. best games of his career. Uh, so uh, you can't really be up any more than that. Like the Wolf said, you can make a real case for maybe even being number one overall on your rest of the season list. Hundred percent. And then number two, I Corey Davis. I mean. And yeah. I, I wanted to personally deliver this one because I've spit the most venom possible against this guy. But to me, it's it's kind of like this year's Devontae Parker, the one that nobody really ever saw. After four years, it's like every year there's hype. Every year he fails to live up to it, so everyone forgets about him. And then suddenly, he's just getting it together. The dude still has the talent. A.J. Brown across from him, draw number ones. And, and this is clear cut. He's the number two weapon at this point above jo- Janu. Uh, and then obviously we saw Adam Humphreys, unfortunately. Oh, dude. Awful injury, right? Like 
brutal injury. Um, and, and so Corey Davis, even more secure volume. They have a tough schedule. That just means they're going to be throwing more and more often. And he works on, he's on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues too. So I thought he was a big riser. I wrote down one that you didn't have, Matt. Okay. Uh, I, I had the Ravens run game, but it became a two-man show. I mean, those running backs crushed it. Like, let's get rid of fucking Mark Ingram for good, please. Can we trade him? Can he go somewhere? He's, he's going to be out for week nine, I'm pretty sure. Uh, exactly. High ankle sprain. They're saying he could be out for a while. Gus Edwards led it with 16 carries, 87 yards. But it was Dobbins who, even on one less touch, racked up 121 total yards. Looked unbelievable. Both guys. Just get him enough of a consistent, steady feeding. I love those guys. You also had a few names I got to make a quick banner for, but Tyree Kill, right? Returning. Yeah, Tyree Kill, who I also went against, four for 98 and two touchdowns. I mean, it had been a while since he scored, like a couple games, I think. And we had been kind of saying to ourselves, I mean, we said, I remember we said this on a past podcast, like the deep balls are coming. He's going to get these opportunities. It's only a matter of time before he scores. He had two today. He showed why he's still possibly the biggest deep threat in the game. Absolutely. And then the last one we had here. Uh, going 11 catches for 110 yards. Just the involvement in the offense overall. Right. Cooper Cup uh, showing a huge deck. And then also Robert Woods on the other side, all the yeah. scoring too. It was just good to see that that Rams offense kind of pushing it again. Um, yeah. it, it, it obviously getting smothered for most of the game, but in that negative script, it was good to see that they can still hit that gas pedal um, and ignite the offense. So that was great to see. Uh, I'd say those guys were all up and they'll be bumped up in the waiver wire. The reason uh, I put him on is because we had talked specifically about his expected fantasy points being lower than, than you would think. And so this seemed like more kind of a market readjustment, I guess. Right. Exactly. Uh, Going down. I mean, we have to start right with Jonathan Taylor. We already raved with the biggest bitch of the bunch. Oh my God. Like outperformed by both of his backfield mates seeing less snaps than both of them. You'd think out of a bye, he'd be the one to just come in and get get the workhorse treatment. Maybe they finally commit to their rookie, and it was the exact opposite. I think it's terrifying. I, I mean, I, he's going to fall He's gonna fall by far the most on my big board, going from like a fringe first to second rounder, like probably a sixth rounder. Did Kamara just score a touchdown? <laughs> no way. Inside the 15, no, he didn't score. Looks like the Saints uh, are going to win, though. I have Will Lutz. Give me a little... Will Lutz right, to end come on. Will Lutz love. It'll be good for me. I'd be happy to end radio. Ends right here. I'm projected to win 151 to 150. So nice. we'll see what happens. Uh, but again, that relies on Rager and Goddard doing something. Yes. Right. Number two, you do you have this guy? Did you play this guy? Hollywood, I did. Uh yeah, and I mean, you know, be down. <laughs> I mean, I told I had to play pretty much anyone that was healthy on my team. I played everyone that was healthy on my team except Jared McKinnon, who scored 14 points. Um yeah. Marquise Brown, who I love. Uh I've been a huge fan for whenever. He caught one ball for three yards. Now, it happened that that was a touchdown. So, I mean, I got seven points out of him, which is obviously not as much as I'd like to get, but it wasn't just an absolute and total bust. It's real concerning, though. Like, the the volume is not there. Like, they're not going over the top enough. We, You know, we can say what a threat he is and with the running game, how that opens it up. But at some point, you have to produce. And we yeah. have not seen that. And I'm not sure if it's his fault or Lamar's fault or both. It's kind of the whole offense. I mean, it's just – it's so unpredictable, and that's kind of their calling card. That's what they make their money on, and it's just never going to bally out into some consistent value for this guy as much as he is talented. Marquis, not not great spelling there, Marquis. by the way. Marquis, not getting it done, doesn't deserve the S in his name based on his no. fantasy production. Next These week, days, if he does it again, he's losing another letter. Letter every time he's going to be R. Key Brown next week. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I put Kareem Hunt on here. 
yeah. doesn't see a single freaking target facing the most smash spot of smash spots. The Raiders giving up the most points to running backs, very generous to them through the air, very generous to them through the ground. And Kareem racks up 66 yards and, and no nothing through the air. I mean, and now he's got his bye week and they're saying Chubb is potentially back afterwards. Thanks. I mean, you know, the smash spot RB1 for the next four weeks when Chubb's up, nothing, nothing. So at this point, he's plummeting down the rest of the season, big board. If you sold high while you could, congratulations. Like, because this was, this is why you held on to him. This 30 point day in the making. Like, and and this is what he does. This is what he fucking does. What a fucking loser. Absolutely. That's a good call. And and the last one you already talked about this guy, but well, I said Kenny uh, Galladay, and I mean he certainly deserves to be on there. We've already talked about him a little bit. I want to talk to you. I want to ask you about Mike Davis, who I also have. Oh, that that could have been good for the cut list, right? Like Mike Davis. Well, I mean, I have him on my down list, and I mean, I know he played on Thursday, so man, I'm cheating a little bit. We generally talk about Sunday stuff, but I mean, he had a lackluster 66 yard game in a loss to the Falcons, who you I mean you're kind of just supposed to run and pass all over the Falcons, right? And McCaffrey's going to be back. So yep. this might be it. Very similar to the Hunt situation, except even more dire, I would say. Right, exactly. The, he, he showed in the, the last possible great fail, farewell performance, he didn't do shit. Eight points, right. like exactly. So if that's what he's right. going to be in the handcuff, what's the point of holding on to him at this point? Yes. So I, I agree. He should have been part of the cut list. Uh, totally agree. Um, let's preview real quick. Uh, the the waiver wire also a graphic waiver wire look. Right. Um, I'll start on I'll start with Corey Davis, who you mentioned is somehow available. Yeah, forty seven percent I think is is the number of leagues that have him. So that means in fifty three percent of leagues, Corey Davis is out there. He's not out there in my league. I would check. I mean, Corey Davis being out there in that many leagues, this is not necessarily a small sample size that he's put out at this point. Davis has established himself. It's and double digits every time he's been up there. Like literally every, hasn't had a dime. Every time. And we don't every like every single time. So I mean, we're not like sucking him off here, but like you can't ignore production like this. You no. got he's he's there's two legit, really good receivers on this team, and he's one of them. Absolutely. Uh we wanted to mention again Thursday night, but probably have to wait till waivers clear afterwards. Yep. Curtis Samuel, two touchdowns, one on the air, uh, one through the ground. Yep. Just that that versatility is why we loved him in Joe Brady's offense. And we're seeing it come to fruition. So love to see his role evolve. Love to see his touches go up. He's got you know over 13 points in back-to-back games. Uh, carving out a nice role for himself. Definitely a bi-week fill-in type of receiver with upside every single time he hits the field. Um, Gus Edwards, I-, I thought, feasting as the lead. You know, obviously Dobbins looked more like the guy, but I'd love to see Ingram get the fuck out. Like th- those two, clearly, I still think for any running back, like more than two running backs – you just can't get in a groove. You need that fucking feeding to find your rhythm. And both of these guys, Gus and, and Dobbins, you saw them get better as they got fed. So yeah. I love to see it. I like Dobbins, obviously, first. And he shouldn't have been going on waiver wires going into the week. Yeah. Uh, but Gus Edwards still only 30% owned. Definitely somewhere out there. And you talked about this guy. What, what do you think about him? Tromaine Pope? Tromaine Pope? What the fuck well, I mean, we talk about, you know, how there's a certain number of running backs that's too many. In yeah. a backfield, and this may be the case for the Chargers. We've been trying to decide who's going to come up and fill the void here. You said you hate Kelly. I, I've gone in on Josh Jackson. He's done pretty well for me. He had you know 16 PPR points today. But then there's uh, this guy Troy Main Pope, who I'd literally never heard of before this uh, game today, who put up a nice stat line, and I didn't see his final numbers, but 
about yeah. three three quarters of the way through the game, he was averaging eight point four a carry, something like that. And I saw him get carries after that. And the Chargers did blow this game in one of the biggest chokes I've just about ever seen in my life. <laughs> Got nothing to do with this guy, really. I mean, what do you think? I mean, the the offense, as we see, is one of the more explosive ones. They've been up like thirty points a week at this point uh, over the last three with Herbert. And he was involved as a receiver, as involved as a runner, like clearly above Josh Kelly at this point. I think Justin Jackson is the guy until Eckler's back. But the, the announcers kept emphasizing throughout the game, like talking to Anthony Lynn, he is frustrated with his backfield. He wants someone to emerge. He said, we'll give them all a shot and see who, who steps up to the plate. And Pope definitely showed a lot more today than Josh Kelly did. Uh, so I think him and Justin Jackson might end up being the play moving forward to time to get rid of this motherfucker. And the, la- the last one I put on is either Ross Dwelly or Jordan Reed, who was activated on the IR to nah. return. Nah. Hey, last time he got a full start to himself, Jordan Reed put up 26. Um, it's that role. It's especially that role. If Nick Mullins plays, he loves his tight ends. This is more in response to the uh, injury. We're going to talk about in, right. in just a minute here. Not that I think these guys are great. Look, just Jordan Reed a shouldn't, he shouldn't be playing football. He shouldn't be not safe, but Dwelly also scored today too. In, in Go the, on Dwelly, then don't touch Al- <laughs> Albert O. Albert O. Big Albert. We had a little bit of talk on our group text about Albert O, and here it comes. Here he is, six foot six, two hundred sixty pounds, four four nine forty. Dude can move. Scored a touchdown. He faces Atlanta next week. So if you're desperate for a bye week filling, like Goddard, for example, going to be on bye next week. Uh, uh, maybe shit, really, maybe it's Albert O. That you sneak. Yeah, exactly. Um, but do we forget any waiver wires, nominate them. We're going to hit the mailbag in one more segment, just covering the injuries. There's really only three. They're all on the same team. But if we forgot any waiver wires. The team that gets injured more than any, them and the Eagles. Right. All the time. Exactly. I know it's 8.05 and we want to spend the last 15, 20 minutes hitting everything that we can for you. 32 questions already. But just to cover yeah. the injuries, banged up 49ers, Jimmy G, George Kittle, and Coleman all leave early. Coleman with a knee. Uh, Jimmy G was what his ankle and George Kittle. They didn't really specify during the broadcast. I don't think. Um, if I think Kittle just wanted yet. to get off the field because they were down like thirty at that point. Right, right. Just, yeah, embarrassment and lack of pride. Yeah. Uh, he definitely looked a little dinged up. Uh, but respectively, you know, Jamichael Hasty would still be a, a lead guy. McKinnon would also hold down that receiving role in the backfield. Should Coleman be gone? Fucking McKinnon. Jesus. You love McKinnon. Um, Mullins is nothing worth streaming. George Kittle. I mean, obviously his. His role is massive, so Dwelly could be a stream should he miss time. But that's just the injuries. I don't. I really don't think there was anything else big, was there? No, not Didn't that I thought. I mean, it's possible I'm missing something, but no, those all seem to come in that one game. Yeah, if we're missing any, I saw a lineman or two get hurt, but that was about we, it. Yeah, exactly. And that brings us to our last segment, the mailbag. I think I'm just pulling up fucking old frames from broadcast because the pictures did not load, apparently. So let's get to your mailbag, folks. Uh, Any questions you guys have? I do want to shout out, actually, though, before we go to that, I'm sorry, uh, CJ's props of the week. He put together. Yeah, he did a good job, huh? He's he's been, I think, 15 and three in his last, like, 18 props. I mean, he's absolutely ripping it. So I'm just going to pull up what he uh, shared with me. So share screen, uh, Chrome tab. Here we go. Um, his favorite props to hammer, Goddard to score a touchdown. Plus please, 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 please. Absolutely love that one. I mean, the Cowboys give up tons to every position. And I would bet, too, a sneaky bet, Goddard first touchdown. I think it's like plus 1,400. I think he's going to score the first one tonight. We need that, Matt. I know we're on the same page. I'm facing Brady. We need to build that big cushion, baby. 
uh, we need some cushion for the pushing when it comes to yeah. Brady because he's going to push. Uh, yeah. we, need, we need to we need to push back. Uh, yeah. Danucci over 14 and a half. I think that's the lock of the night. I think that's the easiest. He's got a running background. James yeah. Madison, he's going to hit that in the first quarter. Uh, uh, well, so that, James Madison quarterbacks known for their scrambling ability. This guy ran all over the yard. And then Jalen Rager, two and a half receptions. I think he goes for eight. So I love that one. I think the, these Sunday night props are some of the easiest. I don't know about the CD Lamb three and a half. Like what what to make of this Ben Danucci character? Uh, I'll, I'll scroll down there so you can see it. Um, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't love the CD Lamb one. I love the other three. What are your thoughts on these, Nat? Uh, Goddard, I mean, I, I love, but I mean, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. It's possible. I just want to kind of will that into reality. I the, think the rushing prop with Danucci seems like the best bet. And Rager, I feel the same as I do on the Goddard one. It's like, I just don't know what I'm going to see with these guys. I mean, I think in theory, that could be an easy win, but we'll see. CD Lamb, I'm not sure I would be touching that one, but CJ's yeah. the expert here, and he's, uh, He's earned our trust for now. Exactly. I mean, he's crushed it. His record is 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 filthy. Uh, those of you that have bet with him should know at this point. Um, and, and while I have the picture of this man Ben Denucci up, I just want to say, like, if you if you have trash to cut and your league still allows pickups going into a game, just got you're just talking about trash to cut, and we just uh, have Denucci centered in the middle of the screen. <laughs> that's what I'm. <laughs> pretty much trash, and you're probably going to cut after tonight, but. <laughs> But if you – let's say, for, for example, my perspective, I had Rex Burkhead. I'm, he's going to be nothing for Trash. me. I cut him for Danucci going into tonight because it's like, well, let's see what the kid does. His coach from college said his confidence borders on cockiness. Michael Gallup said he's slinging it all over your yard. The defense was like, yeah, this dude's been moving it on us in practice. Uh, he's got the weapons. He has the horrible defense. Like, if this dude just comes in and starts spraying it, like, he's going to be a priority waiver pickup next week. Get ahead, stash him now, cut some bum from your team that you know you're never going to use. See what he does because worst case, you just cut him tomorrow too and it doesn't do anything to you. I love stashing Danucci if I have something to cut. Just a, just a pro tip for tonight in my opinion. Well, speaking of JMU, in 1998 or 1999 when I was attending Virginia Tech, I was fortunate enough to see the first ever college football game of one Michael Vick in person yeah. and we were playing JMU and – we really destroyed them. That's I'm sure we destroyed them. Yes, Michael Vick. Let me tell you this right now: my, ninety-eight or ninety-nine, Michael Vick, a lot faster than anyone else on that particular JMU football team. Folks, thank you so much for winding down your Sunday with us. We're gonna go get ready for kickoff. Uh, let's go, Jalen Rager. Let's go, Dallas Goddard. Start your second half blowups right now, Nat. I know you got to get that W. We don't need Brady to do shit. Let's get it, my man. All right, it's been a lot of fun, Wolf. I'm Jones. Old-fashioned football right there, folks.